I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. So, hey, I'm real sorry about your ship, but you're not the captain. So why are you so committed to going down with it? It's high noon for Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator dot and the merch site is cancel dot com. If you're having browser problems, I feel bad for you, son, but go to shop dot dot com slash cancel dash couture. Today is the 217th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. Your numbers are drastically dwindling, and that's how you know you're right. Right? That's how it works, isn't it? You staked out a bold position that everyone agreed with, everyone inside your bubble, inside the party of false decorum. You basically said, hey, what does everyone think? Oh, okay, well, I think that too. And as time went on, many of those people started to leave those terrible ideas behind. And many of them actually had the courage and the fortitude to leave the bubble entirely. They said goodbye to the party of false decorum and they moved on with their lives, deciding that having principles and honesty and integrity we're actually better than trading all those things in for a few minor social advantages and the false friendships of other communists. But not you, commie. You were like, hey, I'm a real stick to my guns kind of commie. And I'm going to repeat these slogans until I'm dead. And How will I die? Who knows? Will it be from the very safe, very effective vaccine that I'm taking for a disease that almost certainly cannot kill me? And the vaccine will not prevent me from getting the disease or from spreading the disease. And if I get the vaccine, I know for a fact that once this very scary virus turns into a different, very scary variant and then another very very scary variant beyond that. This vaccine's not going to do jack shit for me. The CEO of Pfizer said that himself. Hey, three months, we could make a vaccine for this new variant. Will it keep working after we make it? 
No. But three months after that, we'll probably have another vaccine ready. So if you just keep taking it, you'll always be pretty much ready for the next vaccine when it comes along. Right, Kami? That makes sense. But, I mean, you don't know that you're going to die from that. You could die from COVID before you get the booster shot. Darn it. Just missed. Nuts. (laughs) But hopefully you won't die from the virus that can't kill you unless you got the vaccine, which made your immune system overreact to the virus that could not have killed you, but now it can. So hopefully you don't die from that, and hopefully you don't die directly from the vaccine, because that also happens more often than a nice, healthy person like you dying from the coronavirus. But we don't need to talk about that. You could die from something else like famine and starvation, you know, which could totally happen if your credit score falls low enough. So... You might die that way. You might just get shot by the regime if you say the wrong thing or talk to the wrong people. You know, if they ever find out that you listen to this podcast, even five years from now, they might put you against the wall and shoot you. Just depends on whether or not you repeat the slogans hard enough. But the thing is, you're a real stick to your guns commie. So you just keep repeating the slogans no matter what. And trust that your repetition of those slogans will never put you in a position where you might be killed by the state or by virtue of your own complicity. That's the hope, right, Kami? So let's just be positive. Stay right there. Stick to your guns. Doesn't matter how much the world tells you you're wrong. Doesn't matter how many times you have to admit that you're wrong and then pretend to believe the new thing. Doesn't matter. You stick to your guns. Now, I'm a little concerned, Kami, that you're going to go down with the ship that you're not piloting. And here's why. It's because you're wrong about everything and you know it. And to make up for that feeling because you don't want to admit it, you keep doubling down on really, really, really terrible, destructive ideas. And why do you do it? Because you're not willing to admit what has actually happened. And what has actually happened is that you have been lied to constantly for a very long time. But if you want to just focus on the last year and a half, here's some lies that you were told by the people on your side who you still defend, okay? Two weeks to slow the spread. We're only locking down so that we can flatten the curve to preserve hospital capacity. The coronavirus is extremely deadly to everyone. The coronavirus is definitely more deadly than the flu. Also a lie. You need to disinfect the surfaces of everything you touch. You need To not worry about wearing masks because masks don't work. Oh, wait, masks do work. So now you have to wear one all the time forever. Forever. All right. Just to keep yourself safe or just to keep other people safe or to keep yourself and other people safe. We haven't decided yet. 
and we reserve the right to change it. Those are some lies. George Floyd was a fine, upstanding citizen who was getting his life together. That's a lie. Right? We all know that's a lie. The riots following George Floyd's untimely uh, death from a fentanyl overdose were not a source of coronavirus spread. And even if they were, it was worth it because racism is a more important public health crisis than COVID, even though COVID is the thing we locked down the entire world for. So COVID was so deadly that we locked down the entire world, but then we found out that racism is such a devastating public health crisis that we unlocked the entire world. Until the riots were over and then we realized, oh, solved racism, got to lock down for COVID again. But only in certain places and other places keep going on the riots. Here's some more lies. Breonna Taylor was shot in her bed while sleeping on a no knock warrant. All of that is a lie. Jacob Blake was just another unarmed black man in Kenosha, Wisconsin, gunned down by the police for no reason, especially not that reason that happens to be true, that he had a knife in his hand and had just stuck his fingers inside his ex-girlfriend to find out whether or not she'd been cheating on him. Is that true? It is true. How did you not know it, Kami? Am I the bad guy for telling you? Was I crass, Kami? Is that the problem? Okay, well, you know, you might be saying true things, but you're not supposed to say it like that, especially not about a, uh, you know, a very innocent black man who got killed by the police. Hey, Kami, Jacob Blake's alive. I mean, yeah, his life's not what it was, but got to tell you, wasn't doing that much with it. Going around with knives in his hand not obeying the police as they had their guns drawn on him and he got in the car and reached below his seat. Not a great move. Also, not a great move going around sexually assaulting people. But hey, I know your morals are subjective. Those are all lies. Isn't that nuts? Here's some more lies. Kami, you were told that your government was looking out for you in this time of crisis during COVID. But Nancy Pelosi delayed your COVID relief packages last year for months and months and months. And why did she do it? Well, because she wanted universal mail-in balloting, unsolicited. Send a ballot to everyone's house. That was part of it. She wanted universal ballot harvesting so that everyone could go around and gather all of those fake ballots, fill them in for themselves, and then push terrible communist candidates into office. Why else? Oh, they wanted to bail out communist states run by terrible communist governors like Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Whitmer and Andrew Cuomo. That's right. They ran their states into the ground and had hundred billion dollar pension deficits and all they had to do to get that money all wiped off 
clean slate, just put some sick people into a nursing home and kill tens of thousands of elderly people. That's all you had to do. And then there was another demand, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. The teachers unions around the country use the nation's children as hostages to extract Black Lives Matter demands as if that is directly related to opening schools. All of that really happened. But you weren't told that, were you, Kami? See, just more lies. It's just more disinformation that you just eat up. So good. Oh, lie to me harder. More lies, Kami? Do you want to hear more lies? You were told that Michael Bloomberg and LeBron James were doing the most amazing thing for humankind of all time by figuring out ways to pay felons, get them out of jail, pay off their fines and whatever else, and give them money so that they could go vote. And where would they vote? Oh, they would vote at stadiums and arenas around the country because the uh, Major League Baseball and NFL and NBA, they are so committed to letting felons vote. What an honorable system. They just created huge election fraud processing centers. All with your praise, Kami. You were told it was so righteous. Because you know, Kami, all felons, they're black. And you have to help the blacks. Isn't that right, Kami? That's what you told everyone. Did you tell them in those words? Yeah, pretty much you did, yeah. I mean, what other assumption were you using? And then you were told that the mail-in votes were for COVID. It wouldn't be safe to go vote in person, even though Anthony Fauci in August said, hey, it's safe to go vote in person. I mean, if you can go to the grocery store, of course you can go vote. And then the CDC itself actually came out on Election Day and said, hey, even if you have an active COVID infection right now, you can still go vote in person. That's how important voting is. Isn't that magical, Kami? And then immediately after the election was over, you were told that it was no big deal. They had stopped counting in the middle of the night. It was no big deal that they just entered hundreds of thousands of Joe Biden votes all at one time out of nowhere. You told yourself, oh, well, that's just how mail-in voting works. They all told me this was going to happen. So, of course, now it's happening. They're just so smart. It's all real, though. It's not a lie. And then you were told by the media that Joe Biden was declared the winner, not on votes, just declared. And then you were told that any talk of election fraud was a conspiracy theory and very, very dangerous. And then you were told that on January 6th, there was a very violent insurrection. And now, of course, you're told that it was not a very violent insurrection and that no one planned it and that Trump didn't cause it. And you're also told that it's not because the FBI and Antifa were responsible for the violence of that day. And you're told that anyone who wants to actually find out whether or not everyone's votes counted 
is telling the big lie. And they're an insurrectionist and a domestic terrorist. You've gone along with all of it, Kami. You went along with saying that the woman, the unarmed woman who was shot for attempting to climb through a door actually deserved to die because she's a terrorist. And you can say that in the same breath where you call George Floyd a hero, even though George Floyd was a career criminal and drug addict who was actually involved in a robbery of a woman's house where he held a gun to her pregnant belly. But that's just a conspiracy theory, too. So don't worry. Defend George Floyd, commie. Doesn't matter that it's a lie. It matters that you are happy to defend it because that's where the credit comes from. You were lied to when you were told that what they're shooting into your arm is a vaccine. You were lied to when they said that the vaccine works, that it has a 95% efficacy. Well, now it's below 40, but at least back then they were probably totally right. They were probably telling you the truth back then. And then, you know, the science evolved and now it turns out that the vaccines don't work. And that's why Pfizer's CEO is saying that, well, yeah, we can't really expect these to work for the variants. But the good thing is we'll always be able to produce a new shot that works for the last variant whenever we need to. And you can take it. Isn't that great? Then you were told that if you were vaccinated, you didn't need to wear the mask, even though the mask doesn't work. And so you believed it and you got vaccinated. And now you've been told that you need to wear a mask, even though you are vaccinated. And you believe that too. And in fact, you constructed or learned an argument about how all of that still made sense. And you just sucked it up and said, you know what? I'm a real stick to my guns, commie. And I'm going to go out there and proudly repeat this mouthful of bullshit just so that everyone knows that my commitment cannot be questioned. Now you're being told that the vaccine just got FDA approval, even though the FDA gave approval for licensing to a vaccine that technically does not exist yet. And they did so on the basis of a legal distinction that they've created. But you don't care because your job is to tell everyone that now the safety of the vaccine is not in dispute because the FDA said so. And you're being told that what's happening in Afghanistan is actually all going according to plan. Like, yes, there may have been some minor hiccups here and there, but thankfully, Joe Biden is such a stable hand at the wheel that despite those hiccups, he is still accomplishing his goal of getting us out of that war safely with our reputation intact as a country. And we're not handing it over to terrorists or China or anyone else. We're just doing the right thing for America. And you're out there arguing it somehow. And you're being told that we must mandate the vaccines to our soldiers who are at virtually no risk of dying from the disease, to our children 
who are at even lower risk of dying than the soldiers are. And to everyone who does critical jobs in this country's economy, you know, like people who fly our planes and you're being told that all that makes sense and is not a problem and in fact is good because the vaccines are so very safe and effective, even though they can't prevent you from getting the disease or transmitting the disease or having a severe case or dying. But you got to have that herd immunity, right? Right, Kami? I mean, you got to get that herd immunity. And the only way to get herd immunity is by making sure that everyone takes the vaccine that doesn't work until they're ready to take the next vaccine that doesn't work. And as long as everybody complies, then you get herd immunity, not to the virus. Of course, that would be an utterly retarded thing to believe, even though you believe it. That would be crazy to think you could get herd immunity to a virus by taking a vaccine that doesn't give anyone immunity to the virus. But what you're really concerned about is getting herd immunity to the idea that another set of beliefs is okay. You can be sure that no one will ever mistake your position on that so long as you comply with everything. Because you're a real stick to your guns commie. Now, if any of those lies that I just told you, and by the way, that is not an exhaustive list. I think I probably went through about 2% of the actual lies that your uh, team has told you over the last year. But if you're like, hey, you know what? Some of that stuff that they told me to believe, I believed it. And now, you know, I'm honestly pretty mad that they told me all that. And to that, I'd say, hey, Kami, welcome aboard. I've been telling you forever. And if you're to that point, man, I give you real credit. And I'm not being sarcastic. I really am happy you've gotten that far. Because if you've gotten that far, then maybe there is uh, some shot at redemption for you. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Wednesday, high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello! Welcome to the show. I'm not sure how you found me and I'm not sure how you're going to feel about it, but I am sure that if you make it through this here hour right now, and then maybe one tomorrow and maybe one Friday, and then a couple of next week, you are going to be well on your way to becoming American again. And a whole new world of possibility will open up for you. You don't actually have to fake your entire personality and lie about all these things that you're pretending to believe very deeply. You will just be accepted for whatever thoughts you have, right or wrong. People will be like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't think that's right, but I'm not going to hold it against you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, Kami, that a place like that could exist? In fact, it exists here, right here in the world that we're all in. You're not actually part of that world. Because you've separated yourself, you're in the party of false decorum. This world isn't actually accessible to you from there. But all you have to do to get back here 
to migrate back to America is leave all of those stupid and evil communist ideas behind in that terrible little thing you call utopia. And I know it would be utopia if not for all of the bad people that are in there messing it up. If if everyone just left you all to your own devices to implement all of your ideas as quickly as you could, well, that utopia really would exist. Makes sense. Makes sense. I know socialism has never been tried properly and neither has communism. I get it. And they're totally different. Trust me. And Nazism, that's not the same thing at all. And neither is fascism. Those are by the right wing socialists. What? But the thing is, you know, you guys have all the power inside that bubble and you guys pretty much get to make everything exactly the way you want it. And so when you say that it's not utopia yet and that that's someone else's fault, man, commie, that's a little hard to believe. You know, you've pretty much gotten whatever you wanted this entire time. And I know I know you don't see it that way. Because the TV tells you it's not that way. But once you realize that some of those lies actually matter and you should stop believing them and you should be empowered to say so, you might also become aware of the fact that the things that television says are wrong. And you see, Kami, there's ways that you can know this without me sending you articles from CNN, all right? You just need to take your mind and just take it down a few levels, right? Just settle into a, a nice chair <laughs> and, and think about what actually matters to you. What stuff do you know to be true? About, you know, yourself and your own personal morality or maybe a collective sense of morality that you derive from your family or your community or your religion or whatever else. Just think about what parts of that work for you. Do you appreciate things like honesty and consistency in principle and uh, loyalty and individual freedom? You know what I mean? Not you don't even have to go so far as to think it's for everyone else. Think about it for yourself. Do you like being told what to do? And if you do, okay. You're a very stick to your guns, commie, and I'm good with that. You just please don't expect to be taken seriously anywhere. Just get over that part and you're all good. You can have your thing. And then, you know, then you start thinking about what's happening in the world. And you got to start saying, hey, if every single time they told me that the coronavirus was going to spin out of control and people were just going to be dying left and right, if we didn't do this one thing immediately, and it turns out that we didn't do that thing, and two weeks went by, and then four weeks went by, and then two months went by, and six months went by, and nothing ever happened. That bad thing they said was coming, that just never occurred. Maybe at that point, you can be like, huh. Well, either the science evolved or these people were just wrong. 
or they were lying, right? So they've done it a bunch of times now, the same exact thing. It might be time to think the science hasn't evolved, okay? That's not the reason. So were they wrong or were they lying? Well, have they admitted that they were wrong? Because, you know, if you say something's going to happen, like from a medical scientific standpoint, if we don't do this, then this is going to happen. If we don't mask up, then everyone's going to die. If we take this mask mandate away, like they did in Florida last September, literally 11 months ago today, September 25th, 2020, Florida eliminated its COVID restrictions. Seriously, 11 months ago and nothing bad has happened there. Oh, I know you heard about the very scary variant cases. Texas took their mask mandate away at the beginning of March, right? That's five and a half months ago. March 10th, I believe it was five and a half months. No death. Everything's okay in Texas. So what happened? Right. Were they wrong or were they lying? If you care about science, if you care about your reputation, if you care about integrity, if you care about the fact that you are speaking authoritatively to a community that needs expertise and knowledge from experts, then you would have to come out and say, hey, you know what? We got that one wrong. Maybe we kind of uh, went a little overboard. We, we played it too much to the cautious side. It turns out the masks weren't doing what we thought they were. Taking them away made no difference. And we're going to move forward from there. This is how we see it now. That would be what people who were wrong would do if they cared about being trusted again. But instead, they don't mention it ever. They wait until that whole thing settles down. They never mention it again. And then they use the same idea a couple of months later, a couple of weeks later, whenever it's necessary. And the logic always holds, right? I mean, I guess they say, well, we don't know for sure, but I think it's going to be safer this way. So we got to do it. And if you don't do it, well, then you're trying to kill someone's grandmother. And so we should put you in a camp. At some point, Connie, don't you have to think, hey, the science didn't evolve and they didn't admit they were wrong and they've made the mistake a bunch of times, the exact same mistake. Perhaps they're lying. How do you get to that point, Kami? That's what I need to know. How can you ever get to that point? And if you can't, then what's going on in your brain? I got to tell you, Kami, I don't think that you're going to get the extra credit you're expecting from being such a stick to your guns, Kami. Okay? Unless you are already a Hollywood celebrity or a professional athlete or someone in a big band, right? They're not going to give you any extra credit for repeating the slogans this hard. There's not going to be any extra credit coming your way. Okay. You're not going to get more money. You're not going to have more fun. No one's going to like you any better. In fact, 
You're making enemies left and right. So what are you holding on for? You just want to go down with the ship? You're not the captain, Kami. This is the thing that I always want to make sure to remind the communists of, right? I know that you all think that you are part of elite society, right? Even if you don't have the money or the possessions or the credentials or the house or the car, you know, all of it. You don't go on the fancy vacations. You're not quite that elite, but you do repeat the slogans of the elite. So in that sense, you're exactly like them. You are part of elite society. Nothing elite about you, of course, but you repeat the slogans. And if you repeat the slogans in front of the right people, those people might notice you repeating the slogans and they might pull you up to a slightly higher level. And eventually you might get all the way to the top. Right? Isn't that the plan, Kami? That's got to be the plan. Because you're not working hard. You're not out there making the connections. You're not figuring out what you want to do in life. You're not pursuing goals with ambition. You're just repeating the slogans. There's no extra credit coming for you, Kami. All right? The extra credit system doesn't exist. I mean, honestly, all they're giving to people who get vaccinated now is like a general admission pass to a music festival. Not the whole weekend, just one day. <laughs> or you get some free donuts, you get some beer, you get a $50 gift card. That's what they think of you, Kami. Participate in our medical experiment and we'll give you 20 bucks. How did they make you so desperate, Kami? Oh, you know the answer, don't you? You see, the thing is, Kami, communism only benefits the rich people at the top of the system. Everyone else is turned into a slave. Now, I know that doesn't make sense to you because you think, oh, communism, theoretically, is all about everybody sharing everything and everyone's equal and everything turns out equal and then everything is perfect in utopia. It's honestly just like Netflix and chill every day. Just Netflix and chill. It's all we need. Netflix and chill and Instagram. It's perfect. But you see, Kami, once again, you're very, very wrong because... You have been sold this system because you believe it's good for the workers and the people. If that was true, Kami, why would all the richest people in the world want it? Riddle me that one, Kami. Why is it that all of the richest people in the world get together to create this system for you. Seems kind of strange, doesn't it? Oh, they're all philanthropists. I forgot. Philanthropists saving the world. You know, like George Soros, the guy who literally turned his own Jewish brothers and sisters over to the Nazis and admits it on 60 Minutes. That was, I mean, 20, 25 years ago, but the video is still available. You could see it. You could watch it for yourself. Or philanthropists like Bill Gates, who consistently and always say that the world is overpopulated. 
They actually believe in a depopulation agenda. And he's also the one that's funding all the studies on what happens when pandemics arise. But don't worry, the pandemic is just from a bat in a forest or cave somewhere. And it wasn't man-made. And the vaccine is just there to save you and not depopulate the species like they do in Africa with vaccines. In fact, that's not what they do in Africa at all. In Africa, they're actually just saving everybody's lives. And that's why no one gets killed or maimed from the vaccine use there. But don't worry about any of that, commie. You know that the richest people in the world are all doing it for your benefit. And that's why you can be such a stick to your guns commie. It's like you're participating in a societal fantasy draft where you're like, you know what my team is? My team is Bill Gates and Elon Musk and Anthony Fauci and Barack Obama and Mark Zuckerberg and Sundar Pichai and Jack Dorsey and George Soros and Warren Buffett and like the Walton family and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi. That is like a, a team of superstars. I got Emmanuel Macron on the bench. Okay, Kami, what a team. Now, hey, Kami, if any of those people were doing their own societal fantasy draft, at what point do you think they'd choose you? Huh, Kami? At what point would they choose you? Probably never, right? They have no idea who you are. They would have to go through literally almost the entire population of the entire earth before realizing who you are. Oh, wait a second. That would take too long. The truth is, if you give them enough control, they'll depopulate the rest of the earth and then eventually they'll find you. Oh, no, they won't because you're depopulated. Sorry, Kami. I guess it just wasn't your turn yet. These people have sold a system that benefits only them to the world as a system that benefits only everybody else, right? That's why they're always like, tax the rich, tax the rich, tax us, tax us. Oh my God, tax me harder, tax me harder. I'm so rich. <laughs> and you believe them. You believe everything they say all the time. Oh yes, they're philanthropists. Oh, philanthropists, they're going to save the world. Honestly, Kami, what are you thinking? There is no extra credit for being a stick to your guns, Kami. All right. It's never coming. I don't understand at this point what these people are even doing, making these arguments that like Afghanistan is going fine. Biden's really great. The vaccine. There's no problem with it whatsoever. Hey, Kami, even if you got the vaccine really early. And you were totally on board thinking that you were being saved from a very deadly disease. Just look at what has happened. Okay. You were not told this was going to happen. This was not how vaccines are supposed to work. It is the single deadliest vaccine. First of all, not a vaccine, but single deadliest vaccine ever. And it's not even close. Not even a little bit close. This is a crime against humanity that is packaged as a life-saving drug. 
and you are happy to go along with it. You got to understand, Kami, there is no reason why you need to go down with the ship. Let it be easy. Okay, just let go. Let go. All right. All of us over here are going to make fun of you a little bit, but only a little bit. You will get less abuse from us coming over to our side than you get from your own side every time you express a little bit of doubt. All right. Because we all want you to figure this out. All right. We want you back in America. This is a national project. Okay. We want everybody to wake up and understand what's happening so that we can take back our individual power and the control over this country that we all possess together. Okay. We need you to be back in America, Kami. But only if you leave those ideas behind. We will all accept you. Make your amends where you need to. And then come on back. Going down with the ship makes no sense. You are working harder. You are stressing yourself out. You are destroying your mental well-being to try to hang on to this thing that isn't ever going to serve you. And isn't it starting to feel lonely over there? I mean, everyone on your side is realizing something that you still have not. I mean, I gave you like 50 different lies earlier, but there's really only two that you need to know. All right. The COVID response was total bullshit from the beginning. It should have been entirely obvious to any rational person who actually cared enough to pay attention. All right. That is all I can say. If you don't fit that description, if you didn't figure it out, then I'm sorry. Either you weren't rational then, or you're still not rational now. But you cannot be a smart, rational person and still think that the COVID narrative was right. Also, if you haven't figured out that Joe Biden didn't get anywhere close to 81 million legal American votes, I don't know what to tell you. You are among the last people on the entire face of the earth to not figure out those two simple basic truths about two of the most important events in your entire life. All right. So you're not one of the smart ones. Okay. We can just cross that off the list right away. All right. Whatever you are, it's not smart. You may be able to perform job functions. You may be able to recite a lot of things you've heard, but you're not creating knowledge for yourself to use in your life. For your own betterment, you're certainly not doing that. You might be cynically taking advantage of other suckers, which would just mean that you actually know the truth, but you're lying. There's no way that you can be authentically believing these things and still be a smart person. Sorry, that's just how it is. If that offends you, well, hey, I didn't choose for you to be the stupid person. You chose that. But people are running from your position en masse. All right. The numbers are going dramatically against your position. Now, this is from last Friday. This is uh, from Rasmussen last Friday. These numbers are rather incredible. 
And I've talked and hinted about some of it over the last couple of days. But Rasmussen last week, 52% of likely U.S. voters believe Biden is not physically and mentally up to the job of being president of the United States. All right. Yesterday, I mentioned USA Today has Biden at 41% approval with 56% disapproval or 55. That's an insane margin. I think it's 55, actually. Back to the Rasmussen, though, 41% say they are not at all confident in Biden's ability to do the job with another 11% saying they are not very confident. All right. So again, that's over 50% of the country willing to tell pollsters that they have no faith that Joe Biden can do the job that he was not elected to do. Only 32% said they were very confident that Biden has the ability to do the job of president. And so basically that is a small portion of independence, a minute portion of Republicans and almost all Democrats, of course. From Rasmussen as well, even more concerning is America's belief that the president is not even involved in the decision making process. Just 39% say Joe Biden is doing the job of president. Okay. 39% under 40% of the country does not even think that the fake president is even acting as fake president. 51% say others are making the decisions for him behind the scenes. Over one in five Democrats believe Joe Biden is not making his own decisions. All right. President Trump is higher in approval ratings than Joe Biden in the country right now. Richard Barris was on War Room this morning talking about the numbers he's seeing. Joe Biden's approval rating among independents is around 30%. Got it? 30%. And those are normal people. All right? Democrats, you got to understand about Democrats right now. Democrats are all of the real stick-to-their-guns commies. Okay? That's who I'm talking about. If you're still self-identifying as a Democrat, then you have decided that you are more than happy to go down with the ship. And isn't it odd that the same people who will believe that something unchanging like a cloth mask's ability to prevent viral spread, right? It either does or it doesn't. It doesn't change over time. It doesn't change because it's a new virus. They simply cannot prevent viral spread. And there's been no evidence at any point that they can. But the same people who are willing to accept any position they're told about the effectiveness of masking refuse to alter their position on whether or not Joe Biden is competent, even though every bit of evidence shows them that he's not. This is just the same thing that we called Trump derangement syndrome. Everything that Trump did was bad. So everything that opposed what Trump did was good. And people actually thought that this was a coherent, consistent, defensible position. Of course, it's not. Now, the same people are sticking with Joe Biden no matter what and sticking to all of their team's positions on everything, no matter what. Right. Joe Biden's entire approval rating 
is made up by people who refuse to even consider that what he's doing is wrong. And now people might say, well, hey, you know, Trump had his base. They never left him. They stay with him the whole time. Okay. First of all, those polls showing that Trump's base was the only part of the country that supported him. They are methodologically false and wrong. Okay. They oversampled Democrats all the time. They oversampled certain kinds of independents all the time so that Trump's ratings would continually be shown as low so that the false notion that Trump lost the popular vote in 2016 could be upheld by the polling. And so that that same polling could convince people that there was some way Trump might lose in 2020, even as he gained 12 million votes. All right. That's nearly 10% of the entire 2016 electorate. Because the entire 2016 electorate was something around, I think, like 130, 131 million. So if Trump adds 12 million onto his total, that's nearly 10% of that entire 2016 electorate. He added that to his total, which, by the way, was made smaller by election fraud in 2016 and made smaller by election fraud in 2020. But let's just go on the reported numbers. He added 12 million, 10% of the 2016 electorate. He added that on, but somehow over that entire time, his approval rating stayed lower than his actual vote percentage in 2016. Explain that one to me, commies. But you can't. Okay, so what we can know from these obvious truths about the world, like it's not possible to add 12 million votes to your total 10 percent of the entire 2016 electorate. If everybody actually hates you as much as the media and the polls claim they do. All right. Trump had the best vote total ever for an incumbent by far. Barack Obama, remember how much everybody loves Barack Obama in the media? He lost three million votes in his reelection. Still got reelected because people didn't like Mitt Romney and obviously because of election fraud. But he lost votes being the most loved president ever lost votes. Trump gained 10 percent of the electorate and were supposed to believe that he was hated and that those polls about that were accurate. Okay. Those polls were not accurate. By the way, these polls now are not accurate either. They are still oversampling Democrats and independents. Joe Biden's approval rating actually is not 41% and everyone knows it. Joe Biden couldn't draw a crowd at any point for his entire candidacy, and it has not gotten better during his presidency. Donald Trump just had an event in a field in Alabama and 45,000 People showed up and showed up a day before just so that they could camp out in line and be part of the pregame for the Trump rally. That's not a joke. That happened. You can see it with your own eyes. What can you see with your own eyes about Joe Biden? Oh, he had people come and fill in these little circles in the grass. And he had rented Jeeps come in and fill space so that it looked like he had a packed rally when he one. That is also real. 
He had like 50 Jeeps there. They were all Jeeps. They were all new Jeeps. Why? Because they weren't real people in their real cars coming to see that thing. Because no one supported Joe Biden. Now, the thing is, Joe Biden cannot go much lower. It's possible that he could go all the way down to zero. I mean, maybe that would be wonderful, actually, because that would mean everyone has woken up and realized what's happening. But Democrats have shown no push generally in that direction. The numbers drop a little bit. There are some people who identify as Democrats that know the election was stolen, for instance, and they support forensic audits. I don't know why they still identify as Democrats, but regardless, there's still going to be overwhelming support in the Democrat Party because they are the ones who are still completely addicted to the central narrative. They are going by what the mainstream media says. Okay. And all they need is a plausible excuse for why their side didn't do something bad. So they could have somebody come on TV and say that the Afghanistan thing actually isn't a complete disaster and they'll be happy to believe it. They will really go and take that and repeat it because they're true stick to your guns commies. That is the only support left for Joe Biden. People who are struggling against reality to continue to support him. And so if you don't like the numbers, if you don't care about the numbers, and by the way, I'm a person who thinks those numbers are false. They show trends. They can show directional knowledge. You know, it's good to see how people are changing in their responses. But I don't think that the numbers themselves are representative and true. All right. I do think that there are rooted ways to get to the truth of Joe Biden's popularity or the popularity of his agenda. And here are a couple of them. Larry Elder, who is running in the California recall for California governor, trying to replace Gavin Newsom. And he seems to be leading the field of the replacements because he has the most name recognition right off the bat. And there are some other reasons that people like Larry Elder. I don't love Larry Elder. I don't hate Larry Elder. Larry Elder said Joe Biden was elected fairly and squarely, which makes me think that Larry Elder is either stupid or lying. So I don't appreciate any of that about Larry Elder. And if I was in California right now, I think I would be supporting Tremino and not Larry Elder. But Larry Elder is out there campaigning against mask mandates and vaccine mandates in communist California, right? In California, that is definitely not a red state, we are told. Larry Elder, the front runner to replace the communist disaster, Gavin Newsom, is running against mask mandates and vaccine mandates. All right. This is one of the most diehard communist positions. They believe and will tell everybody that the masks work and they are necessary. We need to mandate them. They believe and will tell everybody that the vaccines are necessary, that the vaccines work and we must mandate them. And Larry Elder is going directly at that. He has enough confidence that that is a winning position. And, you know, it's possible that he's just playing politics about the election fraud thing. I don't respect that. That is my personal view. Some people are like, oh, well, you need to play the game. Bullshit. Now, the game's over. That's the point I'm always making. All right. We are in a different paradigm now. And if you are going to lie and pretend, you're going to get the reaction that Mo Brooks got on Saturday. 
You know, he's telling people to look ahead at 2022 and 2024. No, thank you, Mo Brooks. You might have just ended your political career for that lie. So if people are going to tell me that Larry Elder needs to play the game, I'm going to disagree. I don't think that's true at all. I think Larry Elder should be out there being the most forceful proponent in the country of full forensic audits. What does he have to lose? The communists are going to be mean to him. They're already calling him the black face of white supremacy. But he is confident enough in that position in California to be running on it. That should tell you something about how California actually feels about the governor and about all the communism that's been thrust upon them by the Democrat Communist Party over all these many years of them cheating and installing themselves in elected positions. And here's another one. In the Daily Caller today, they are reporting that New Orleans Saints tickets are selling for less than a dollar after the team decided that they would be the first place in the nation to fill the stadium with only people who have been vaccinated or received a COVID-19 test, a negative test. We're talking about secondhand market, by the way. It's not like the team reduced their prices to a dollar. <laughs> it's not some promotion. People are unable to sell the tickets they had because no one wants to go under those circumstances. And other places are going to try this as well. Apparently, the Las Vegas Raiders are trying the same thing, and it is going to go disastrously for them as well. This is what they are planning for their season ticket holders. A friend of mine in the chat is a season ticket holder for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, they didn't have any games where people could go in person last year. And last year was the first season as the Las Vegas Raiders. And they have this beautiful new stadium that people haven't been able to go in. So this is what they're coming out with to all these fans who have already had to delay seeing professional football in Las Vegas by a year. Our goal is to create a consistent and safe atmosphere where fans can enjoy the game day experience that they love and remember to achieve this goal with a full stadium of fans who are not required to wear masks all season long. We are changing our COVID protocol measures in accord with the state of Nevada emergency directive 049. So that's just part of the statement. They are saying that they're going to require vaccination proof of vaccination so that fans won't be forced to wear masks. Now, of course, they have the option of just not forcing fans to wear masks, but that's not good enough. And check this out. So this is the next sentence from their email. We have partnered with Clear Health Pass to provide easy proof of COVID-19 vaccination. Now, you might be familiar with Clear, okay? They were at the airports in 2008, 2009, that range before they had a personal data breach and kind of went offline. Then they came back a few years ago in the airports once again to provide people the convenience of skipping the long check in lines. And so they could just get their clear pass and go on through. And they would actually pay to have the, their data stored by these people so that they could be tracked and put through the airport quickly. So Clear came back under the guidance of a new CEO named Karen Seidman Becker. All right. 
Here's an article from Forbes, June 30th, 2021. As Clear Secure takes off in $4.5 billion IPO, CEO Karen Seidman Becker eyes a frictionless future. Now, let me read you some quotes from her in this article. One of the benefits of age is living through a few crises. And so after living through 9-11 and living through the financial crisis of 2008 and 2009, we think it's management's job to look around corners, right? You got to be looking toward the future. And this is Forbes writing now. And so as U.S. airline passenger volumes plunge 60 percent, you know, due to the pandemic, Simon Becker cut the company's marketing spend, tightened the operating budget and directed the development of something called Health Pass, an in-app product that tracks users COVID-19 test results, vaccination status and answers to a real time health survey. All right. And so instantly, of course, the stock just shoots up. Oh, yeah, we do need to track everybody's health status and vaccination status before we allow them on the plane. This is another quote from Simon Becker. I think people have really started to understand the power of a secure identity platform, both in travel and beyond. We want clear to become part of people's daily habit to go from 12 times a year using it which is how people on average were using it in airports to 12 times a day. We want to create frictionless, predictable experiences from the time you leave your house to when you get to your office or the theater. Got that? All she's trying to do is create a frictionless experience for you, which is why they had a $4.5 billion IPO. It's definitely not to track you. Definitely not to sell your data and definitely not to become some sort of passport with your social credit score and maybe even your digital banking. It's just so that you can have a frictionless experience getting from your home to your office and the theater, which I mean, before all this time in our lives, all we've encountered is friction. You know, I go out from my house. I lock my door. I unlock my car, get in my car drive to the office, go inside my office, work, leave the office, go back to my car. And then I head off to the theater. And in the theater, I just walk in. Then I walk out. I get back in my car. I come back to my house and I unlock my door. I go in and I close my door behind me. Isn't that just like so much friction? Don't you all wish that all that friction could be eliminated with a device and an app that just tracks you all the time to get rid of all that natural friction that you have just from the natural environment, you know, just things trying to go places, just it getting so hard to go anywhere. <laughs> Where does this happen? Where do you have friction getting from your house to your office or from your office to the theater? What problem are they solving? Oh yeah, that's right. It's a problem that they're creating. And once they create that problem, then they get to have this problem solver so they can benefit from it. Isn't that crazy? So it sounds like clear is going to be really successful, right? Now, check this out. So this is in a publication called the Regulatory Review. This is from uh, Penn University, University of Pennsylvania. March 11th, biometric data and midnight regulations. Now, you skip down about halfway in this article and it says... In mid-December, DHS 
reportedly finished its internal review of its September proposal on the overall collection and use of biometric data by USCIS. And on January 13th, the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs concluded its review of this rule, allowing DHS to take steps to finalize it. DHS failed, however, to publish its overall biometric collection rule in the Federal Register before President Joe Biden was sworn into office on January 20th. Isn't that interesting? A federal agency didn't get the job done in time, so things changed. On Inauguration Day, the new White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain circulated a memo to the heads of the executive agencies calling on them to postpone implementation of midnight regulations and to withdraw any rules such as the DHS biometric rule that had yet to be published in the Federal Register. The DHS now has an opportunity to revisit the Trump administration's regulatory policies on biometrics. Thank goodness. Otherwise, who knows what would have happened to clear. Now, clear the company is named all clear or like a L C L E A R. I don't know if it's Al clear or all clear And they're also called Clear Secure Incorporated, right? So let's jump over to a Washington Examiner article from February 28th, 2021. Revolving door, top Biden aides cashed in advising major corporations. All right, so we're going to skip down a little bit. One of the main subjects of this article is a woman named Lisa Monaco, okay? In a newly published 26-page disclosure form, Biden's choice for Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco detailed work for Apple Incorporated, Lyft, ExxonMobil, federal contractors, and for Boeing and SoftBank through West Exec Advisors, a consulting firm founded in part by now Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Michelle Flournoy, former President Barack Obama's Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, and at one point, a leading candidate to be Biden's defense secretary. Monaco, a top national security lawyer, was Obama's chief counterterrorism advisor from 2013 to 2017, succeeding John Brennan. She was also Obama's top cybersecurity advisor. Monaco reported receiving about $175,000 in director's fees from Accenture Federal Services, a Defense Department contractor, and $115,000 in director fees from healthcare technology company Cognoscente, a federal contractor that agreed to pay a nearly $19 million settlement to the United States late last year after the Justice Department accused it of overcharging for services and using unqualified labor for one of its contracts. Her vested restricted stock options from Cognizante are valued between $250,000 and $500,000. She advised Allclear, a security system company whose biometric software holds Department of Homeland Security certification. And the article goes on about Monaco and some of the others who are all partners or parts of these different consultancy groups, advisory companies, private contractors. So we get down a little further. Monaco pulled in nearly $700,000 in salary from the law firm O'Melveny and Myers, where she advised clients, including Harvard University, Apple, and ExxonMobil. Bonuses in 2019 and 2020 tallied $350,000 and $250,000, respectively. Another partner at the firm, Ron Klain, 
has already joined the White House as Biden's chief of staff. Isn't it so great to know that all these very important people in this biometrics landscape all know each other so well and all work together so well that they can just come in. Ron Klain can come in on inauguration day and make sure that all that stuff that the administration before did that couldn't get enacted because it turns out the federal bureaucracy that was supposed to enact it. Well, they just took too long and the clock ran out and then Joe Biden came in. Ron Klain knocked that down. And now we have this woman running clear overseeing a $4.5 billion IPO for technology that people will be using all day long to ease the friction in their lives. And it will track them. It'll know their health health status. It'll know their vaccination status. And it'll know anything else that it needs to know, you know, so that you can avoid the friction that happens trying to get to the office and then home. It's so great that this technology exists. Otherwise, people wouldn't safely be able to go to stadiums in Las Vegas, of course. I mean, they've been going to stadiums, to completely packed stadiums in Texas for the entire baseball season. The entire season. All the stadiums have been open. Arlington, the Rangers games. Yep, people go. Masks, no thanks. Vaccine, doesn't matter. They just go to the game. Has there been any massive outbreak? Any problem? No. Isn't that crazy? Now, are the people running the Raiders communists? Yes. Are they following the advice of people who were wrong? Did science evolve? No and no. They're lying. Okay, commie, they're lying. And you're going to defend it again, even though you know where this is going. How much more clear does it need to be? Oh, clear. That's a pun. Seriously. How much clearer can it be? You have the very people in the corrupt bureaucracy guiding biometric policy to benefit the clear health pass. And then they are implementing it to give you convenience so they can track everything you do and you're more than happy to give them whatever they want just like with the social media companies you're pretending that you need their product you're the product kami okay how much more clear does it need to be you are the product they want your data they want to control you It's not a conspiracy theory if it's happening in front of your eyes. Like if you were at a party and some guy you've never seen before was flirting with your girlfriend and somebody said to you, hey, man, looks like that guy's trying to maybe sleep with your girlfriend, take her out on a date or something. Imagine you were like, ah, that's a conspiracy theory. (laughs) What are you doing implying intention to the thing that's obviously happening in front of me? That can't be. Where did you get such crazy ideas? How could you ever believe that? There's no proof whatsoever that he's doing that. Uh, No, man, there is proof. You just got to look right over there. See what your girlfriend's doing? He's now touching her arm and she's smiling. (laughs) It's a conspiracy theory. And now I want to leave you with this. All right. So I've been watching um, the movie Patton 
this week after Trump's speech the other night. I was like, man, I've never actually seen all of Patton. I had seen the part that Trump showed, but I never saw the whole movie. And I was like, I got to watch this movie. And so, you know, I'll watch a movie occasionally like in chunks before I go to sleep. I don't spend time in front of the television during the day unless I'm like playing video games and just vegging out with podcasts in my ears. Like there's no time where I'm not taking information in or interacting until that point of the night. Right. So I'm watching Patton and the German commander decides to make a move against the advice of two of his subordinate officers and they were giving him correct advice and they were like, hey, you know, this is correct advice. Why aren't you following it? And his response was that he didn't want to tell the Fuhrer no. And that is where we're at as a society with these communists. They just won't say no because they are worried that someone with power over them is going to punish them. They are scared. They are not up for the argument. They are not up for the fight. They have determined, apparently, that they are going to live the rest of their lives hiding. If they hide long enough, everything will go back to normal and they will have never had to stick their head out. They'll never have had to announce their loyalty on either side. Because why would they? It's safe in their hiding spot. They can just continue on with life as long as they're not running out of money or food or shelter. They can just keep hiding and nothing will happen. If they speak up, well, then they're going to be in trouble one way or the other. You speak up on the side of freedom and liberty and honesty. Well, then you're called a conspiracy theorist and a domestic terrorist, and they try to marginalize you in society. So they stay hiding. They know there's something wrong with the communist side. They know that the whole narrative is bullshit. And at this point, they probably can sniff out the fact that everything that's happening now is exactly what happened in 1930s Germany. It's not all about the Jews, okay. But it's the same thing. The censorship, the division among people, the forced experimental medical procedures, rounding people up, locking them in their homes, arresting them if they choose to leave. I mean, that's the sort of stuff that's going on in Australia now. Australia, all right? Australia is just basically one big-ass California with people with funny accents and strange animals. That's what Australia is supposed to be, right? Oh, no, wait, it started as a prison colony and now it is one again? Ha! <laughs> How's that work? Isn't that crazy? Australia. You think it can't happen here? I mean, thank goodness people in our society haven't given up their guns or we would be in Australia's position right now. And thank goodness we have a leader who is uh, among the most popular leaders this country has ever seen. And he has no qualms going directly at this evil empire that's being constructed before our eyes. Otherwise, we would be in the same spot. But we have people who can see all that happening and they're still hiding. They're good Germans. Eventually, maybe we'll call them the good Americans and they will know themselves that way. All right. So I've been writing this thing and I've been talking about this obviously forever, but I really, really don't understand 
why they are going to go down with this ship. And there's only two options. Stand up against it and reclaim your Americanness, become the redeemable communist that you could be, join America again, or go down with the ship, right? People are going to remember the choice you made. Our side wins, okay? The communists lose. Everyone is getting off the ship as fast as they can. And I've tried to show you that in multiple ways. If you want to go down with the ship, that is your choice. But if you're hiding on the ship, waiting till the last second to jump off, you're going to miss it. And everybody's going to know. And that is going to stay with you for your entire life. And that is what I am trying to communicate to these communists. And everyone should be communicating this to them. They are holding on to something that does not exist and can only doom them to a lifetime of shame. Come out on the right side and speak up. If you have a platform, use it. Every single actor in Hollywood who hasn't come out for what's right. What career are you saving? There is no career for you in the new world. If you did not use your platform to help that new world come to be. You can't hide forever. Sooner or later, it's coming for everyone. I don't know how people don't understand that yet, but they need to come to terms with it real fast. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Mastin lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that 
by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'mYourModerator.Substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!